It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by McAllen Construction Company. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail. And by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo. He is meteorologist Brad Field. We are putting this podcast together on March the 4th, a Thursday. And Brad, it seems hard to believe, but from a calendar standpoint, we are already in meteorological spring. Meteorological winter is over. How do you like that? Yeah. Meteorological winter is over, but I'll tell you what, Dan, winter is certainly not over. And so I don't bury the lead here. It is going to be very cold through this upcoming weekend. Uh, Today is Thursday, March 4th, Friday the 5th, Saturday the 6th, Sunday the 7th. You are going to think we are in the dead of winter. Not any big storms, but it is going to be really, really cold. Now, the good news, Dan, is that next week, I would say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're going to have a preview of spring But as you'll see when we get to the crystal ball segment, do not, repeat, do not let your guard down. I think we've got a ways to go with some cold and snow in the forecast. Okay, so we have a lot of ground to cover today on the podcast, but let's take a look. I know you have got some figures as far as the conclusion of the meteorological winter as meteorological spring began on March the 1st. So what do the numbers look like as far as winter is concerned? Well, Dan, when you compare everything to what's average, in an average snow season, so this is a compilation of 30 years from 1980 through, uh, well, I guess it's 40 years now, 1980 through 2020, uh, the meteorological average at Bradley is for 40.5 inches of snow in a snow season. But the last couple of winters have been so wimpy in terms of snowfall, I think we've sort of uh, let our guard down. Thus far, at Bradley, 41.4 inches. So if we do not get another flake of snow in the month of March or a flake of snow in the early days of April... This will still go into the record books as above normal snowfall for the season. uh, 40.5 is what's average, 41.4 and counting at Bradley. Now, Bradley does not represent you, Dan, Torrington, Goshen, or out east, Tolland, Willington, any of the hill towns. It is unrepresentative because Bradley is in the valley. Thus far, for, for the months of uh, November, December, January, and February, Worcester, which is at a 1,000 feet elevation, has recorded 70.7 inches. So they are above what's average for their season average, which is 64.1. But Dan, the place that has had the most snow this winter with respect to what's average, believe it or not, is the Connecticut shoreline. At Sikorsky Memorial Airport, where such records are kept, Sikorsky has had more snow this winter than Bradley. Sikorsky measuring 43.8 inches, and what's normal for them for an entire season, 
is 22.4. So at Sikorsky and along Connecticut shoreline points, seasonal snowfall is about two per 200% of what's typical. So it's been, it's been kind of a harsh winter, especially at the Connecticut shoreline. Now, taking you month by month through the meteorological winter in the month of December at Bradley, 13.3 inches of snow for December. January, not much, only five inches of snow. But February was a very good month, 20.8 inches of snow at Bradley. As far as temperatures are concerned, December averaged two degrees above average. January was the warm month, averaging three degrees above average. And thus far, February has been the cold month, averaging one degree below what's average. Now, at Sikorsky, in terms of snowfall, 10 inches in the month of December, 3.1 inches was all that was recorded in January. But listen to this, Dan. At Sikorsky in February, 30.7 inches of snow. So that's more than an inch per day. So uh, it was a very snowy February along the Connecticut shoreline. Let me ask you this. Is there any kind of an explanation why the shoreline got hit this year, or is it just a roll of the weather dice sometimes? I believe it's more or less a roll of the weather dice, Dan. Um, You know, I equate uh, being a meteorologist to uh, being a baseball player. I mean, you can have the pitcher's number and you can be right on his fastball and you can line it to the 420 foot sign and somebody goes back and makes a leaping catch and catches it. The bottom line is you're still out. Well, there's a lot of times that the weather sets up like that. Um, I've equated it to Gene Hackman in the uh, movie Hoosiers before. My team is on the floor. I mean, you can have all the players in place and everything working exactly right, but the snowstorm just doesn't pan out for whatever reason. And then, then there can be variances from town to town and place to place. Like I showed you, this is highly irregular for Sikorsky Airport to have more snow than Bradley Airport. But that's been the case thus far this winter. And then elevation comes into play. Remember that uh, standard atmosphere of losing approximately 3.7 degrees Fahrenheit for every thousand feet of elevation. So it only makes sense um, if you're talking a snowstorm around that critical 32 degree temperature. If it's uh, if it's 29 degrees and it's snowing like crazy in Torrington, but it's 33 degrees and raining in Hartford, and you extrapolate that throughout the entire winter, you can see why there's a big discrepancy in the Connecticut hills from what happens in the Connecticut River Valley. So, uh, you know, to answer your question, Dan, I think it's more or less a roll of the dice. Uh, you know, precisely what storm track is taken. I mean, if the storm track is 25 miles south of what you might expect, the uh, the snow line moves 25 miles to the south. And instead of getting an easterly wind off the sound, Sikorsky gets a northeasterly wind off the land so it can keep colder there. 
And, you know, you put all these factors together, but it, it, it's basically kind of a roll of the dice. I want to talk a bit about action carpet and floor covering, one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast. It's that time of year when perhaps you're looking at remodeling your home and you want new floors or maybe new tile in the bathroom. The place to go is Action Carpet and Floor Covering in Simsbury, founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake. Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers. They offer brand name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs and tile, plus backsplash. Yes, it is time to think about remodeling the home for spring. And that's where Action Carpet and Floor Covering comes in. By the way, free estimates on all installations from Action Carpet and Floor Covering. Free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high pressure or hot water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning, and much, much more. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406, 860-651-8406, or go online at action-carpet.com, action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. Brad, uh, we want to invite people, because there's so much information, we want to invite people to visit bradfieldweather.com. How about talking about that? Well, Dan, every morning I wake up and I have my first cup of coffee, usually with my wife, and get my son off to work and so forth. But um, when I'm having my second cup of coffee, I sit down at my trusty iPad and I log in to bradfieldweather.com. And, uh, you know, I'm looking over all of the computer modeling and all the various websites I go to to come up with these daily forecasts. But usually by uh, 7 o'clock in the morning, I have the forecast ready to go for the day. So you can go to bradfieldweather.com uh, pretty much any time after 7 a.m. and get the most up-to-date forecast for the uh, upcoming day. And of course, uh, Dan and I do our weekly podcasts, and whenever a storm is coming, we do our storm-specific podcast. Now, if you're not, uh, you know, on uh, Spreaker or on uh, iHeartRadio or you know the Apple or the various uh, uh, apps you can go to to sign up for our. Uh, podcast, you can just link to it at bradfieldweather.com. And also, we are going to begin something new that uh, Dan's been pushing for a while, and I think it's a great idea. I have meteorologist friends all over the country, and one of those friends' name is Steve Cashoni. And if you're listening to me from Rhode Island or southeastern Massachusetts now, you know that name. Uh, as much as Brad Field did the weather in Connecticut for 35 years, Steve did the weather on TV in Providence, Rhode Island for 35 years. And now Steve is the uh, chief meteorologist for the state of Rhode Island, making their uh, forecasts for their DPW crews and so forth. 
you know, when to start the plows, whether or not they need the plows or just sand and salt and whatever. And Steve is now an old Saybrook, Connecticut resident, and uh, he has uh, agreed to come on with us next week. He's actually excited about it. So Steve will have the honor of being our first guest, Dan, and I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And you know, when you're on Bradfield Weather, you're going to notice some things that Dan's put on there uh, for McAllen Construction and Action Carpet. And we invite you to visit and support our sponsors. Very important because, um, you know, if you call up Action Carpet and tell Kevin Blake, well, I was listening to the Bradfield Weather podcast and I decided to come here to get my carpeting. Uh, that's going to bode well for Dan and me. That will keep us in business a little bit longer. So visit and support our sponsors. Uh, we are uh, endeavoring to fix. Now, if you're a, a user of BradfieldWeather.com, the National Weather Service just made some tweak or something to their radar. And as far as I'm concerned, it's messed up a little bit right now, but we're going to figure that out. But for the upcoming outdoor sports, like if you've got a foursome and you're going golfing or something like that, and you're worried that there's a big black cloud on the horizon, you can go to bradfieldweather.com and go to the radar tracking. And whenever the wind is picking up and your power flickers or whatever, you might think, uh-oh, how many uh, UI people are without power? How many Eversource people are without power? Dan has linked to the power numbers at bradfieldweather.com. You can comment on our podcast, and we invite you to comment on our podcast, or you can directly email Dan or me. Uh, Dan, I'm going to ask you in a minute for your uh, email address you want the folks to send to, but mine is easy. It's just my name and what I do at gmail.com. So it's Bradfieldweather, all one word, all lowercase, it doesn't matter, Bradfieldweather at gmail.com. And mine is Dan Lavallo Talk at gmail.com dan lavallo talk at gmail.com by the way you mentioned and lavallo the- and lavallo is spelled l-o-v uh not l-a-v correct it's lavallo correct so uh, I, I don't want people trying to get to you and say dan doesn't answer my emails <laughs> <laughs> by the way you mentioned the outage map and i was going to bradfieldweather.com quite a bit on tuesday when we had the high winds as you had predicted in our previous podcast tuesday an extremely windy day there were power outages and i kept updated by going to bradfieldweather.com and the link is there to eversource and to united illuminating Dan, every single time that I'm in the same situation, want to look at the power, I go to the, I go there. So uh, it, it's a, it was a great idea, and uh, I love having it on there. It, we want to be your weather one-stop shopping. So if there's something you think of, um, and uh, we we have this uh, friend of Bradfield Weather. He's always promoting you and me, Dan, on Instagram and everything. His name is Curtis, and I believe he lives in New Britain, somewhere around New Britain, if it's not New Britain. But um, he has this link to a futuristic radar, and I'm going to get in touch with him as soon as we're done with this uh, podcast here and see if we can put the futuristic radar on. So in other words... You know, if there's a thunderstorm over Greenwich, 
Is it tracking east and moving towards Stamford? Is it tracking north and heading to Danbury? Is it tracking southeast and heading out into the sound? So you know where the storm is now by looking at the radar, but you really can't tell where it's going. So if you look at the futuristic radar, you can get at least an idea of if the line of storms is heading toward your town. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our underwriters for the Bradfield Weather Podcast, McAllen Construction of Prospect, Connecticut, a full-service construction company. And when I say service, McAllen Construction services the entire state. McAllen Construction is licensed as a major contractor, new home construction contractor, plumbing and piping limited P7, home improvement contractor, and subsurface sewage installer, plus utility, carpentry, excavation, and snow removal for residents, commercial businesses, and state and local governments. McAllen Construction is a woman-owned small minority business licensed with the state of Connecticut and insured. Call McAllen Construction today at 203-758-3474. That's 203-758-3474. Or for more information, you can go online, McAllenConstructionCT.com. McAllenConstructionCT.com. From utility construction, residential and commercial building projects, site work, water and sewer repairs, and installation, plus much, much more, it's McAllen Construction. From the first dig to the last nail. Brad, let's take a look at our On the Weather Map segment. What is going on as we put this podcast together on March the 4th? What's happening on the weather map? Well, Dan, I went out this morning with the dog, and uh, I saw that there was a little thin coating of snow on the driveway. Just a little coating. But uh, the, the flurries that came through in parts of the state this morning representative of a secondary cold front. And that cold front, I'll tell you what, means business. In the month of March here, the first week of March, on a daily basis, our high temperature should be up close to 43 degrees or so. We are not going to come close today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. By Monday, we could come close. But the next four days are much colder than average. So we had the secondary cold front pass through this morning. Again, this morning is Thursday morning, March 4th, with the scattered flurries. We've got a huge high over Lake Superior, which is going to be responsible for a brisk northerly flow. And that's going to put temperatures in the teens tonight, the teens tomorrow night, the teens Saturday night, Uh, probably the teens Sunday night, which is significantly colder than what it should be. You know, the nights are getting shorter now, so the average low temperature is now up to 22, 23 degrees, something like that. So as you can tell here, we're going to be significantly colder than what's average. Daybreak Friday, that high is going to be over Wisconsin. Our brisk northerly flow will continue with a colder than average temperature. Saturday, the high is strung out from Hudson Bay to Illinois. Now, remember, we're clockwise around the high. So if you just kind of 
figure something off to our west out near Illinois. We're getting that northerly flow over Connecticut. It persists on Saturday. The high is from Lake Ontario to Kentucky. Northerly flow persists on Sunday. The high pressure ridge is right over West Virginia at daybreak on Monday. So Monday morning, we may actually get some radiational cooling. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the towns that still have snow cover and most of the hilly terrain of Connecticut still does have significant snow cover. It could be a really cold morning with uh, some temperatures in the single digits. But Dan, for the On the Weather Map segment, I saved the best for last. That massive high moves to the North Carolina coast at daybreak Tuesday. So what does that mean? Again, think of the clockwise flow around a high positioned straight to our south in North Carolina. That would give us a west and southwest flow, and it starts getting milder. Tuesday, Wednesday, the high is in the western Atlantic. Thursday, the high is in the western Atlantic, but it's coupled with a low over Lake Superior, we will have a strong southwest flow, much milder conditions. So again, after a really cold spell, today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so the next four days, Monday is a transitional day, just about average. But then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week are much milder than average, Temperatures will be in the 50s. The snow cover in the Connecticut hills will take a massive hit, if uh, not be totally gone, except for the big snow piles. But uh, that is all complements of a jet stream flow. Let's, let's just go midweek next week. So we'll go the Wednesday jet next week goes from Southern California to the Great Lakes to Eastern Canada. The, the jet is north of us, so we will have a flirtation with spring Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. I think temperatures are way up into the 50s, Dan. So uh, just to give you some of the uh, background on what the euro is going for, a high of 35 today, a high of 31 tomorrow. So that's much colder than the 43 it's supposed to be. High of 30 on Saturday, high of 35 on Sunday, but then we start getting better. Monday is 38, but listen to this. Tuesday, 55. Wednesday, 59. Thursday, 58. And then it starts cooling uh, Friday of next week. Well, that's the perfect pathway to our crystal ball segment. Uh, take a look, uh, a bit of a long-range look into mid-March, extend it out even to April. Okay. Uh, the next uh, six to ten days, we are uh, – so the next four are really cold. The fifth day is transitional. And then you got days six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. So that takes us from uh, next Tuesday, which is March 9th, which is the start of the warm-up, through Saturday, uh, March 13th, which by then it starts to cool down again. But that six to 10 day period, much above average temperatures in the Great Lakes and New England. Now, the Great Lakes and New England are not the whole globe. 
Meanwhile, winter is reloading up over Canada while we are enjoying the warmth. So as we move out, bump it out of several days and go from the eight to 14 day forecast, which takes us up to St. Patrick's Day, which is um, Wednesday, March 17th, we cool down toward average again, which would be about 44, 45 during the day, uh, dropping to the mid-20s at night. But when we get after March 11th, so today is the 4th, March 11th is a week from today, so next Thursday, we are looking at the long range shows a potential significant storm forming in the western Gulf of Mexico. Now, it looks like you look at the long range models, uh, the the Canadian and so forth. It shows that storm emerging from the western Gulf of Mexico and moving toward the mid Atlantic coast right around St. Patrick's Day. So this scenario favors a potential winter storm, certainly not next week, but the week after. So the week of Monday the 15th, Tuesday the 16th, Wednesday the 17th, Thursday the 18th, keep that in the back of your head. As we're getting teased like crazy with spring next week, the week after, could very well return to winter. And uh, I mean, winter with respect to what's average. Again, we have to keep saying that because, you know, if it's uh, 38 degrees on on March 20th, uh, people are going to say, you know, Brad Field is crazy. He said it's going to be very cold. Well, very cold with respect to average, because by the time you get to March 20th, the average high should be about 48, 49 degrees every day. And if it's 38, you're 10 degrees colder than what you should be for the time of year. So the, it, it looks to me like we have a, a, a warm up next week. So the second week of March looks warm. But then I'd say the third and fourth weeks of March look cold. I am not going to change my forecast from last week's podcast, Dan. When I said those last couple of days of March, the 28th, 29th, 30th, whatever, as we head toward April Fool's Day, I think by then we will go in a fairly lasting spring-type pattern. Not to say that you can't get some snow in April. We usually do. We usually get at Bradley a couple of inches of snow in the month of April. And in May of 1977, we had our record-setting last snowfall. I believe that was on May 9th, 1977. Some of the hill towns in southern New England saw a foot of snow on that day. So I'm not saying it will happen. Odds are it probably won't, but it can happen. It sure can. On that note, Brad, as uh, again, we put this podcast together on March the 4th. Uh, how about an immediate forecast? What do things look like? All right. Partial clearing today, Dan. The snow flurries will be ending and uh, temperatures will be moving up into the 30s. But the snow flurry signifying uh, an Arctic cold front coming through. It's windy and it's very cold tonight. Temperatures will be in the teens. Friday, March 5th, is sunny, 
28 to 34. It should be 43. So we are way colder than average. Your uh, your part of the state, Dan, the Northwest Hills, likely not out of the upper 20s during the day tomorrow. It looks like the, the teens tomorrow night with wind. Saturday, sunny, 26 to 32. So the core of the coldest air is over us during the day on Saturday. Teens, Saturday night. Sunday, Still sunny, 30 to 35. Monday, we're up near 40. The sun is still shining. Tuesday, here we go, 48 to 54. And Wednesday, partly sunny, temperatures in the 50s. Dan, in that uh, Wednesday, Thursday time frame of next week, I will not be shocked if some town with bare ground reports in that they got to 60 degrees on that day. So spring fever is going to be running rampant. And you notice, Dan, there's not a uh, flake of meaningful snow uh, or a drop of meaningful rain coming up in the next seven days. All right. Well, on that note, we always like to thank our first responders. They are on the front line every day. So a big thank you to them. And Brad, to you and Sandy and our podcast audience, have a great weekend. Dan, you and Susan do the same. And to our podcast audience, thank you. And spread the word about bradfieldweather.com. And tune in next uh, Thursday uh, to hear from Steve Cashoni, a, uh, a legendary meteorologist from the state of Rhode Island. All right. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service family-run flooring company, and by McAllen Construction Company. McAllen Construction, from the first dig to the last nail.